0: Hello and welcome to Better Construction with Sean McStay, the podcast where we discuss design and construction techniques, products, and details that lead to a better built environment. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Better Construction. This week, I am happy to have with me Adam White. Adam is the CEO and founder of Intelligent Membranes, as well as White House. So Adam, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, Thank you very much. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah, no, I'm excited to uh, learn a little bit more about a number of different ventures you have going on. But uh, maybe before we jump into that, for people who aren't familiar with you, give a quick intro.
1: Okay, so my name's Adam White. I'm a 38 year old um, from Cambridgeshire in the UK. I have a range of different companies. all specialising in, in um, offsite construction or modern methods of um, construction. I have White House bespoke timber frame, and we build passive house homes for self builders or um, commercial projects um, that we have here in Cambridge. And then we have intelligent membranes, and we have a range of liquid applied membranes, um, mainly being Passive Purple, which is our airtight liquid vapor control. Yeah, so quick, 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 quick run through. Well, I do. I do own a school building company as well. And we build um, Passive House schools, um, buildings, only up to about six, 600 square meters of buildings, So little buildings, but we do the full turnkey. So we do the groundworks, all the simple frameworks. Um, and we're just about to launch our own window company as well called Intelligent Windows. Um, and we just had our first window Passive House certified actually today. And then um, we've got a second one being certified just before Christmas, which we know we'll get. So January 2021 will be the launch of Intelligent Windows officially. Wow,
0: that's fantastic. So I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I always ask my guests this question, but uh, like, how did you get into the construction industry? Was that always something that was of interest to you? You obviously are very entrepreneurial. Uh, did you just see a need? Like, uh, What was the, the impetus there?
1: Um, I was actually going to be a plumber (laughs) at 15 years old. I was going to be a plumber, and uh, the the guy who took me on started doing carpentry works, and I started helping him out, and um, I just decided I wanted to do carpentry instead of the plumbing. So I started an apprenticeship doing carpentry um, when I was 15, so 22 years ago now. Um, And then that was it. Fell in love with the carpentry world, fell in love with the timber frame world. yeah, I used to, I used to own um, one of the largest install companies of timber frame as well when I was younger. So I had around about 60 guys in the UK, that's quite, that's quite a lot, all around the country um, building timber frames for me. So we'd, we'd get the other manufacturers kits and we would build them across, across the UK.
0: Okay, so I mean, you started obviously that business, and then decided to move into uh, kind of your own own business and own construction company. Maybe talk a little bit more about uh, White House. I mean, do you guys build your own kits? Uh, what kind of scale of buildings do you work on?
1: Yeah, so White House was off the back of my original company called White's Carpentry, and that was because. Around about ten years ago we were we were going so fast and we were building for other manufacturers they couldn't keep up with how fast my guys were putting it up on site. So I got a factory unit and started doing the panels for them, started making the off site decks for them and then I thought, well hold up, I'm doing all I'm doing all the project management, I'm doing all the building. I might as well just do my own my own kit here and um but I had to I had to make a decision what to make though because timber frame, like you know, is is so complex. There's there's open frame, there's hybrid hybrid frames, there's twin wall systems, there's T stud systems, um, SIP systems, sealed insulated panels. Um, I originally went down the open frame system to start with. It was the easiest route for me to go down because um, I didn't need much investment for that. So couple of hand saws (laughs) chop saws and skill saws a couple of guys in a factory unit just a big shed and away we went so that that's how we got into building our own um timber frame kits and they all are manufactured by us and that that was just basic kits to start with working for a few self builders and a few commercial um contractors and then we started moving into the eco-friendly the more complex projects and that's where our frames started to get more bespoke. So we don't really have a single style of timber frame now. It's it's whatever the client needs or wants and we'll adapt to whatever we need. Um I fell in love with passive house core. Cool, about eight years ago actually. And um it was a different passive house was a different scenario eight years ago than what it is now. Passive House was a really exclusive club from the outside for a general builder trying to come in. It was an exclusive club for rich people to do. And it was a course for for nerds developed by nerds. I mean, they openly admit this stuff. And I was I was banging my head to them. And that's why I thought, oh, do you know what, I'm actually going to do the Passive House course. I'm actually going to learn what they know. And this is when I'll start creating my own system. Um, but you'll see over the last, say, five, five, six years, Passive House has come a long way. It's now a big inclusive club where builders from all around the world work with each other. Competitors work with each other. Seagull, we're working with intelligent membranes. It's just, and we've got Proctor and everyone. We're all in one big, big family now working together. And that's what I love about Passive House as well. So that that's that's my that's my main goal where we are.
0: Very cool. Now, for the benefit of uh, the North American listeners, uh when you say timber frame, you mean wood framed walls,
1: correct? Yeah, w- w- wood frame walls. So it's um, okay. post, post and beam. You might call it post and beam. I think the Australians call it post and beam.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because timber frame over here is not all wood framed walls. It's like very exclusively kind of the big timber, lumber, almost like kind of log home style. Um, would be you know oh, right. what we call timber framers but you're you're using timber frame to compare kind of wood frame buildings versus uh solid uh, solid construction
1: yeah mainly in the u k we build our timber frame and then uh the bricklayers will come and do a brick outer layer or you'll do some cladding on top of it, but mainly mainly brick work in the u k
0: very cool, very cool so you had uh this company that's producing the timber frame uh off site um, and then how did intelligent membranes kind of form from that
1: it, it formed from and you you'll feel my pain with this um the air tightness on the timber frame and um installers starting off with all good intentions and then slowly <laughs> veering off and slowly not doing air tightness, how it should be, so that's just how I got into. I wanted to find different forms in mixing products together so having a product for around the window and then having the um a membrane for the, the joints a liquid membrane for my timber joints and that that's just how I got into it so I found I found a chemist um who could who could make this product for me um my product was originally black and it, it, we used to, we just spray the inside of the buildings and um it didn't really kick off really because it looked like big burnt out buildings and it didn't really look attractive. And every time I took a photo, it was, it was just this big burnt out building that no, no one liked. And I used to have uh, self builders like say, Oh, can I change the color even though it was going to be covered up? Um, so I changed, well, i say I changed the color. I, I bought airtight white out, um, which is a white version. Um, but we've done that for, um you have, Basf in America, and you have Lapolla. Uh, Lapolla, so L'Apola's is like a white, creamy colour, and Basf is purple. So when I change from black to purple, Lapolla didn't want to put a purple colour on their their products, so you'll think it's Basf. So Lapolla uses the airtight white, and Basf can use the purple, and it's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I've diver- <laughs> diverted off there. But yeah i got in it because obviously the timber frame and making it airtight and then just i mean the chemist just really got on and we then we created our window protection range and a biodegradable range for insides and that's that's how we just progress and just keep bringing out more and more products that we have
0: gotcha and so you've been focused mostly on the uk until now but obviously anyone who's following you on social media knows that that's expanding the impetus to go global is just kind of following uh, along with kind of the pacifos expansion globally, or the the air tightness, I guess, in general expansion globally, or do you have kind of a vision long-term for where you think the company is going to go?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, it's straight different countries start off with different, different items that we, that we use. And predominantly when I hit a country, it's with my window protection and then it moves into the air titaner. So although I am in the passive house community, it, our product's not just for the passive house community. It's, it's general builders. In the UK, we have a lot of developers that build 5,000, 10,000 homes, and they're by far not passive house, but they will use my passive verbal brush for their air seal sealing. So we, we it, it's not just the passive house, no. um. But yeah, the window protection. I mean globally, I mean we sell a lot of window protection in France now. Um, Germany, that's gonna that's that's gonna be a really big one for us that we, we sell a lot into. Um but we off site construction is where ultimately I think we're all going, no matter where where we where we're where we are now. Off site construction and doing everything in the factory. So our panels um we're selling to companies that actually spray their panels in the factory now on an automated line um we've got a big company in australia that will be um we're setting up to spray both our internal and external on, on their panels through their factory line just like we have in the uk and um, we've got window manufacturers that are looking to automate our window protection into their lines as well
0: uh, very cool very cool. So then from there, you did also mention off the top there that uh, you started making these passive school buildings as well. Um, obviously, combining a couple of different things that you do together. Um, why the focus on schools?
1: The focus on schools is, and that's why I love passive schools, is because I only take jobs on that we want to do. And it's so the kids have a good learning environment. Um, I see a lot of buildings that do all this fancy building outside and then you go inside and it, you could be any in any building, any school building. But I love doing the schools because I have my own in-house designers and we do we do quirky, really quirky things. Like we take all the corners off all, all the corners of all, all the buildings. So there is no corners in any of the rooms. Um We've got 12,000 square meter school, a bit larger than what we'd normally do that we've just designed in manchester that we were doing and that's that's a passive house project that's that'll be extremely large um but it gives me freedom to express <laughs> what i see as a vision for school in healthy living environment and things like that so that's why i like the schools
0: very cool all right. So, switching gears a little bit. Um, obviously, again, anyone who follows you on social media is aware that you're uh, pretty keen with your marketing efforts, um, and uh, you do things a little bit differently than most. Um, I'm curious to learn a little bit more about how that process goes for you. Maybe starting off with uh, what are some things that you found from a marketing standpoint that really work?
1: Being being who I am. And that was probably the hardest thing since I've owned my own company is actually doing things my way. Not even it's not the right way by any stretch of imagination. But just do but just being myself. So on social media, you get there's a lot of fake people and there's a lot of salesmen. And that's how I don't want any of my company like my company like we we are salesmen, but we are who we are. So You'll see me on LinkedIn and that, and I do swear <laughs> and I do have a go at people if they have a pop of me on there. And I do have an offensive product. Um, I do have my fuck off range um, for the window protection and workshops. Uh, um, that was a marketing stunt that was supposed to be last for four weeks. Um, we called it fuck off because when I used to do my training for the window protection, it was originally called intelligent protect high Viz. And I used to say, look, this is our fuck off version. So put it on, tell the contractors, fuck off, and leave leave the product alone. And it was just a marketing stunt, but the moment I done it, sales tripled, quadrupled for that, that range specifically, because it hit a note with every builder that's going. Yes, it is offensive. We spell it pH, so it's not it's not truly offensive if you read it. But that's just what the construction industry is. We swear a lot. <laughs> we do do that. And it, it's not all prim and proper, but anyone in it will understand that they want this product. And they do tell people, get the fuck off my four or 5,000 pound worktops and get your tool bags off. And if it's bright yellow or bright orange, they will keep away from it. And, it, and this is why it's working. And that's how I think our market, our, our marketing is working and touching a tone with people. Yes we will upset people and I I do annoy some people with what I do but it will hit majority of the builders because we're just telling the truth we're not we're not trying to hide and it's not all prim and proper
0: Yeah you're um, definitely very genuine with the marketing um both uh with you know the products and all of that but also just kind of like your life like I think I can actually see one behind you there but uh you have a couple of uh spokes uh, animals for the company as well <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So our our um our HQ is on um we've got 38 acres here. So we've we've got like a little farm that goes with it. So we've got pygmy goats, and we've got cabins and it's just we're just trying a, a completely different approach to how construction feels and that's what when my customers come up and see us we've got in my Cambridgeshire where we are. We've probably got one of the, the four biggest timber frame companies in the UK. All in this little one and a half mile radius. But if you go to everyone they'll all be different. But ours will be very different because like I say, I'm I'm sorry in my Christmas top, my shorts, I've got goats in the background and they'll go in and play with the goats and walk around the farm and see the see the horses, see the cows and that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So where do, where do you think, um, marketing-wise, with, with all the social uh, side of things now, where do you think construction and product companies or even construction companies are missing the mark these days? Do you think it's just that they're, they're, they're trying to be too proper or they're not being genuine? Um, what are maybe some specific things you see?
1: The, the, prob- the problem with marketing... Is there's always someone who's going to find offence to something, and that someone's going to be held accountable. So, I'm quite fortunate because no one's going to tell me off and say, "Ah, oh, Adam, on that that occasion you got it wrong." On that, on this, no one's going to tell me. off. someone on LinkedIn might tell me, but because I because obviously I'm top of the tree, I can do a lot of stuff. But even my team, they've they will make mistakes and they will do stuff, but that's fine. I, you've got to accept that everyone's not perfect with the marketing so if you're going to try something different you've got to be prepared to get it wrong so that's that a lot of people just they're just too too prim and proper or they try and copy us and be offensive (laughs) they go really offensive and it, it it doesn't look right because you've just had this marketing company this company that's been prim and proper for 10 years and then all of a sudden they're telling people to f off and it it's kind of like a shock to the system and it's not in the right context as well. context you've got to get it in the right context as well. Um, cause we're not horrible people just cause we swear.
0: Yeah, no, I think, I think context is super important. I, I also think, uh, you know, being genuine uh, to kind of your brand, um, if that makes sense. Uh, but I do think people are maybe a little bit risk adverse uh, and don't understand that, On the digital marketing side of things, it's a bit different. You can take more risks and then, you know, like you said, if they fail, okay, learn from it, iterate, change it, try something else. Um, It's not kind of the be all end all that uh, say like print marketing or TV spots or these really expensive things in the past have been.
1: Yeah, I mean... if you do get it wrong, and we have get it wrong, you've got to be prepared because social media is a good platform for everyone to home in on that one small mistake that you make. That's another thing, where it's, it's, it can be quite evil sometimes. And I've I've been on the back end of, of some abuse on online for some of the stuff that I've done. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. So as I get towards the end of uh, these podcasts, I always ask two questions. And so the second to last question is kind of a fun one. You get uh, a magic wand for it. Uh, but if you had that magic wand and you could fix any one misconception um, about construction, what would it be for you?
1: That you, don't, you don't have to understand everything about it to be involved in it and that stems from me getting into passive house and trying to be accepted into a community. So we're not all we're not all on the same intelligence and some people are intelligent in different ways. So some people like to look at a window and go that looks nice and I know how to do the hands on I know how to install it and I know how to make it airtight. You don't need to understand how it all works just just you need to understand how it goes together but some people know how how it works i don't know if i'm coming across okay here so it's it's for every it's for everyone just because you don't understand what you the u values of a wall are or uh how vapor diffusion works through walls doesn't mean you can't be involved in passive else but some people just don't care they don't care what what it all is if they if you say to them like this is the wall this is how it needs to go installed they will go and do it every day of the week and they'll do an amazing job on it they don't need to understand how it runs i jump in my audi i don't know how hard if you open that engine up i haven't got a clue i can drive it back and forward and that's what we need to understand Not not everyone needs to know it and you don't need to make them feel silly because they don't know it that's how I felt eight years ago when I tried to get into passive I was made to feel silly because I didn't understand it. Um, and what a lot of people don't know about me. I'm, a, I'm dyslexic as well. So for me to go and do them courses and to do the stuff they're doing, it's obviously, I'm not saying it's hard. It, it is harder to understand some of this stuff. Um, yeah. And obviously you, you, you force it and go through and I, I do enjoy it, but that's not saying that everyone's going to enjoy that kind of stuff. But, We're all all on the same playing field, but just some of us have different strengths. Some of us can do the technical stuff and some of us do the install, but we're still together as a team.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's actually a really, really valid point um, that as we we aim to increase this better construction, high performance construction, whatever you call it, uh, as we aim to spread that out to more people, we need to be a little bit more inclusive like not everybody has to know like you said every single part of the car to be able to drive it so that, that's a great point
1: and i'm going to add another one to that and competitors i, I do use the word sometimes but we don't, I don't see people as competitors i'll we see them as partners and i think that's another strength to our company and that's how we're actually expanding quite well because we are teaming up which what everyone would call our biggest competitors within the industry, we will work with with you guys. We will work with Sega. We work with people in Italy, and, and they're selling our competitive products in the UK. I'm, I'm working with a big company as well that have got their own range of what we do, but we they're going to be now selling our stuff alongside theirs as well because together our reach is that the pie is so big. I, you've said it before, the pie is so big, we can all we can all have a bigger slice of that pie if we work together. We don't, and I don't need to wake up every morning going, oh, "I need to know what Sean's doing and see you." Or are they going to do this or are they going to do that? I say, "Well, Sean, how are you doing? What, what are we doing? How are we how are we going to tackle this? How are we going to get into more offsite construction?" It's working as a team. So a team of, say, my team five or ten people becomes twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred people. And we can all share them ideas and go a lot faster, a lot quicker.
0: Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with that as well. I think that uh, we worry a little bit too much about, you know, the little individual sliver of the pie that we have rather than just getting more of the pie. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of buildings that are not built to high standards yet. And uh, yeah. The, the, the at the end of the day the goal is to find the right solution for the customer and every detail of every project has a kind of best solution for it um and sometimes it's us sometimes it's you sometimes maybe it's another product um it's just solving the problem for the customer that's that's the number one goal that we should all have <laughs> rather than worrying about each other as much as some do
1: it's it's a lot more fun as well. It's a lot more fun working because I've I, I've got we've got some big teams and I get I I treat all of my people that I work with as friends now and I, I they call me up on my birthday i go there. It's just you get presents and <laughs> that sort of thing. It's just a nice environment to be in, and that, that's it. I'm I'm only on this planet for a set amount of years. I'm going to do it by having some fun and and some money. So,
0: yep, hundred percent. All right. So the last question I always ask is a personal interest question for me. I I read and collect a lot of books. And so if you could recommend any book, personal or professional, uh, which one would it be for you?
1: You're asking someone that doesn't read a lot of books. (laughs) I'll I'll be honest, if I I get spare time, I'm either working or I spend it with my family. So I spend it with my my three children. Um, I've got one of one, one of four and one of five. So um, downtime is not really a thing that I have. I wake up in the dark. I go to work in the dark and I go home in the dark as well. Yeah.
0: All right. Perfect. So for everyone listening and watching, I'm going to put links down in uh, the comments below to Adam's social media, as well as the website. So you can learn a little bit more about their products. And with that, Adam, thanks for being on the show.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Sean.